do what you have to do before you do what you want to do. Before I get to like go hit extra or go to the weight room or even just chill out and play video games. It always has to be do my schoolwork, get it all done, then I can go do those other things that I want to do. Welcome to episode 264 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. A big week on the college baseball front when it comes to Alberta talent, so let's get right into it. And it starts with the congratulations to Dogs Academy and Okotoks Dogs product Connor Croson on being named the Gulf South Conference Player of the Week. He went 8-for-19 with a double, triple, and two home runs in four wins for the NCAA Division II University of Montevallo Falcons. And how about this for an opening weekend for Alejandro Cazorla at Dayton University. In three games, the longtime teammate of Croson's with the Dogs went 4 for with a double and two home runs, driving in five runs. And for a second week in a row, someone with Alberta ties has been named the Canadian Baseball Network's College Player of the Week. After Okotoks slugger Trent Lenahan picked it up with UBC last week, it was Calum Haney's turn this week. The Vauxhall Academy grad, Lethbridge Bulls infielder, and reigning WCBL All-Star Game MVP has gone 12 for 19 in four games with four triples and seven RBI with the University of Mary Marauders. In other news, congratulations to everyone named thus far to the Canadian Baseball Network's annual Most Influential Canadians in Baseball list. Several Albertans and those with connections to our province are on that list, including Okotoks Dogs founding director John Arcandia at 14, former Vulcan and Granham player turned Blue Jays architect of the 90s Pat Gillick at 15, and Vauxhall Academy head coach Les McTavish at 68. As we record this episode, there are still about 20 spots still up for grabs, so we'll keep you posted on social with updates during the coming days and of course we'll give you a full rundown in next week's episode. The Canadian College Baseball Conference's preseason coaches poll is out. Okanagan College is sitting at the top with the three Alberta teams, Prairie Baseball Academy, the University of Calgary Dinos and Edmonton Collegiate Hawks occupying the two through four spots. The CCBC season gets underway during the weekend of March 29th through 31st. Baseball Alberta is out with its key dates for team rosters and entries as well as association registration memberships. We also now know the dates for provincial championships, which start as early as July 18th and wrap up as late as August 18th. The Rawlings Cup will be held August 22nd through 25th, while the Western Canada Prospects Series is set for August 30th through September 1st. Head to BaseballAlberta.com for more on those dates. Now on to this week's guests, and we head back to the U.S. college scene where it's been a flurry of activity almost every day since the season started. We have a trio of players who've made an instant impact with their respective programs to start the 2024 season, and we'll start things off with a familiar voice. Calgary's Cohen Aiken was a guest on the show way back on episode 132 as he was just starting his journey with the NAIA's Lindsey Wilson College Blue Raiders. He's since become a mainstay in their rotation, garnering plenty of awards and accolades, including being named the NAIA's top pitcher heading into this spring after going 6-4 with a 3.16 ERA and 110 strikeouts in just 74 innings last year. So we thought we'd catch up with the now senior right-hander. Cohen, thanks so much for joining us back here on the podcast. Very excited to be back. Last time you and I chatted, you were just sort of in the midst of getting that first season at Lindsey Wilson under your wings. And here you are now into your final season and you've accomplished a lot. So let's talk about last year specifically and start there. Could you have ever imagined having the year you did where you were you know, striking out 100 plus and setting school records and that kind of thing? Was that even on your radar to start 2023? 
Uh, I mean, it's never really on anyone's radar, to be honest. Um, I'm just really happy that it happened. Um, you know, surrounded by a lot of good coaching and a lot of really good players on my team. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was just fun to be a part of and, you know, continue trying to run that over that this season. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> what was the key to that success? Was it just a matter of you're feeling good every single day? Was it the process? What was the really set that year uh, set that year apart for you? Uh, there's a lot of ups and downs throughout the year. I mean, everyone will go through them. But uh, I kind of just found like a consistent like plan going into each game. I had some good confidence, you know, after each start that built up even more. Um, but like I said, just trusting like the work that I put in throughout the summer and throughout the fall. Um, just knowing that I prepared enough to be able to pitch against every, every team that I faced um, really helped going into the games a lot. Is there a little bit of pressure that comes along with it as well when you think about uh, how well you're doing and sort of the buzz that's surrounding you? And even heading into this year, you're one of the top pitchers in NAIA in the preseason polls. Like a lot of people really took notice of the season that you had last year. Yeah, it's pretty nerve-wracking, I'm not going to lie. I mean, but it it's part of the game and you just kind of got to take a step back, look at everything that you've done and kind of move on and make sure that, you know, you're not living in the past you're kind of trying to live in the present and you know just working hard every day not really changing how you do much on that note though knowing that i don't want to say that you had a bullseye on the back of your sweater but at the same time everybody's kind of got that scouting report on you almost like everybody knows what you're bringing so during this last off season did you work on anything in particular did you add another pitch to the report did you add some velo to yourself what were you trying to do to maybe take a few batters by surprise heading into 2024 I think the main goal throughout the summer was definitely velocity. I think most of my pitches played pretty well still. I had the same four pitch miss that I've had since my, I think, sophomore year or whatever it's been now. Um, but, yeah, velocity has definitely gone up a little bit throughout the years, um, which is obviously the goal of everyone, like, throughout the summer. But I think that's kind of the main difference. Mm -hmm. Looking ahead, and, and obviously the last uh, couple of weeks here, you've been able to get a few games in, some ups and downs, as you mentioned off-air. Talk a little bit about what you've learned over the last two or three years here at Lindsey Wilson to, to help you get through the highs and lows of what is a, it's a short but also uh, action-packed college season. Yeah, I mean, the Mid-South that I play in is really, really good league. Filled with a lot of good hitters, a lot of good pitchers. So um, it's, it's very, very competitive, which I love. Um, but you don't really got much time to think about your past start. So throw on a Friday, you get six days to think over it. But then once that seventh day hits, you kind of just kind of forget about it and go into the next game, um, which is what a lot of other guys have to deal with too throughout the year. But I like just not really, you know, thinking too much about my past starts. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. It happened. But now I'm a new guy. I know what I got to do to change that or what I don't got to do to change that. There's some unlucky starts, some pretty lucky starts. It, it, it's baseball is pretty random. <laughs> as long as you put in the work then you're pretty much good to go. Mm. Talk a little bit about uh, the team that you see in front of you right now with Lindsey Wilson. What's where are your strengths? What are you going to try to work on? It's still early on in the season. And as you get closer and closer to, to uh, college world series time, you're, you're looking at uh, what, what do you think you need to do to get to that, that next level? We're a very, very talented group, um, and I think everyone on the team knows that. All the coaches know that. Um, you know, so far pitching, pitching looks really, really good compared to some of the past years that we've had. 
um, which is really, really nice to see. Um, I know our hitters are going to pick it up. We've got some really, really good bats um, that have come back for, I think, like we have a couple seniors that are going to pick it up, I know, and they've been really, really good in the past. Um, some new guys that I know can really swing it, um, but something's just got to click for some of them. Um, but I got, I got faith, I think. We look pretty solid. You know, we played some hard teams to start the year, um, some top 25 teams, and then a really, really good Talladega school that we just faced this weekend. Um, but we're we're going to be a grindy bunch. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to go out there and hit 30, 40 home runs a, a player. We're going to we're going to slap the ball around. We're going to pitch it. We're going to play some pretty good defense. So I think we uh, we got a pretty good shot this year to to really go far if we put our work in. You talked a little bit off air about the fact that uh, it's been a while since we last chatted, and here you are, you know, nearing the end of the college career. Talk a little bit weighing on that um, experience a little bit here, and maybe showing some of the young guys the way as uh, as you try to to go through the ebbs and flows of the season and have that ultimate goal at the end to uh, to win it all. Yeah, I mean, it's college is fun, man. It's it's a experience unlike anything else i mean you can go through high school i know it's a little different back home with like no actual high school teams and having to play in a league um which is also really cool to hear from some of my teammates about their experiences going to state and going to all these really big tournaments with their teams and you know working their way up but just feeling that like being in college with the same group of guys you came with for the next four or five years um, it's special it's it's a lot of fun and like seeing the progress that certain people make and seeing like the way that a lot of people go through their work it's it's really like like i said it's a lot of fun to see and it's just a really good time to be out here with everyone and work through it all mm-hmm. do you look at this year have you taken those moments to kind of soak it in already because you know that the i don't want to say the end is nigh by any stretch but at the same time like you mentioned graduation's coming so at some point that that last uh, that last inning is going to be thrown kind of thing so are you soaking in the moments as they come definitely a lot of i mean there's been a lot of first lasts this year and the last i guess sorry i guess it'd be the last first um, <laughs> but yeah Sitting there with teammates, you know, a lot of guys, like I said, that I've come in with from freshman year, just talking about some good memories and things. We got a lot of long, like, van and bus rides, so try to take those, talk about them as much as we possibly can, and just, yeah, I mean, it it sucks that we're going to end, but at the same time, it's... Now everyone's got to go through it. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you can't be sad that it's gone. You got to be happy that it happened in the first place. Is the the way that I've always uh, said it. So when you think on this year and that, how much of that it's the last year weighs on you in terms of wanting to, I'll call it ball out, like wanting to go as deep as you can in every game and let that arm dangle by the end of the season, kind of thing. Yeah, no, I definitely want to, you know, leave it all out for not just myself, but, you know, for everyone, like I've said, all the guys that I've played with is to, you know, sell myself short for the last season. There's, I don't really see a point in it. I might as well give it all I got and, you know, try to try to help the boys win some games. And I know they'll do the same for me, so might as well just let it all out there. That being said, you do have a summer planned already. Uh, congratulations again on uh, being called up to uh, to the London Majors. Talk a little bit about that idea and that experience, what you're looking forward to as, uh, as you head east in, in a few months' time. Yeah, thank you, by the way. Um, no, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good group. 
Um, group, the head coach, mentioned a lot of players that played pro ball um, and just like the good environment that's been around there. I know they won a couple championships. I think it was 21-22, I'm pretty sure is what he mm-hmm. said. Um, but no, it's a really good group of guys from what I've heard. Um, some really high-skilled baseball that's going to be going on out there. So I think, you know, playing through this college season and then going out there in May, It'll be really good to see the difference of some pro players, some some college hitters that could go pro, like a good mix um, of a bunch of guys. But I'm I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a great opportunity out there. Mm-hmm. Do you view it as a bit of an uh, gives you a bit of a an idea as to what the next step might look like in case? And you know, you and I were kind of buzzing about this a little bit off air as well. It's just the, the idea of hey, the ultimate goal is obviously to get a pro contract, right? And whether it's and especially if you can get an, uh, a minor league deal somewhere. Does this kind of give you that next step to maybe hopefully give you that extra bump to um, achieve that goal? Yeah, no, I definitely think it's a it's a step in the right direction. Um, you know, just like I said, how he had mentioned that there had been a couple of players on the team that played pro ball with, you know, like a lot of the affiliate teams. Um, it's really good to see, like, not even just baseball-wise, just, you know, pick their brain, you know, see what they have to say. Um, they've been through a lot, a lot of experiences. Um, so just really use everything I can out of them, try to figure out what's best for me and go from there. Mm-hmm. Have you figured out what's best for you to this point yet? Or are you still kind of feeling things out when it comes to uh, what the future might have in store for you? You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's a step-by-step daily type of thing. It's mm-hmm. you just kind of want to, you know, see where ball takes you and, if it doesn't, then it doesn't. But if it does, then obviously as a as a kid growing up, your dreams kind of come true. Um, but I can't really – I'm trying not to go too ahead of myself. I'm trying to worry about each week going through it with the team and just seeing how we can do during the season. Mm-hmm. Let's have a couple of fun questions here to wrap things up here, Cohen. We haven't had a chance to talk in a while again. And wanted to touch base on – I always like this question is being able to go back in time and meet your former self. And let's say 10-year-old Cohen versus current-day Cohen. Would 10-year-old Cohen have believed the things that you've been able to accomplish to this point? Probably not. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I don't even think Cohen four years ago would have even thought that anything of this would have came about. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I did it, and I'm very proud of myself, which I probably should tell myself more. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean... I've always had dreams of it and just trying to move on. So I'm sure young me would be pretty happy. I'd probably tell him to try to eat some more food and go to the gym before, <laughs> uh, before I mention anything else. But You mentioned four years ago and, and one of the big storylines when we last chatted with you, you were highlighted on CTV at one point about uh, a scary incident where you took a, a comebacker and talk a little bit about, being able to come back from that now. I mean, when you and I talked last time about it, it was still kind of fresh, right? Like you're still trying to wrap your head around things. You got the benefit of 2020 hindsight and being able to look at it with a, uh, a, a wider lens, I suppose. How do you personify being able to come back from that and being able to really um, excel after what could have been for a lot of people, the idea of just shutting her all down because that was, that was enough kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it definitely has been a while. Sometimes I kind of honestly forget that it even happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like like we were just talking about, ten year old me would have never 
thought that we were even in that position. So I don't really see a point in me having that incident happen and giving up. So I thought, you know, I might as well really, really dive into this thing and give it all I actually have. Um, I think that was actually like a huge turning point in my life where I kind of was just like, all right, let's really get dirty. Let's go. Let's get after it. Like if I really, really want it, then I'm going to have to work way harder than everyone else. Now that I've been, you know, putting it in that setback position in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I I think it happened and it is what it is. Um, But it, it, it's kind of weird how, like, I think it almost helped me in a way to like realize what I got to do to, to, to get better. Mm-hmm. A couple more for you. And I think I asked both of them of you the last time around, but I'm curious how your answers have changed over the years. The first one is about that advice for those young kids who are just starting out on their own baseball journeys. They're 13, 14 and realizing that they're, they can take this thing to the next level. What kind of advice or words of wisdom would you give to them to get to that next level so that they can become the next Cohen Aiken or go even further? Just have fun with it. I've, I've kind of, you know, throughout my college career, I've, I've been really, really stressed about little things and like, gosh, I have to be perfect with this. I have to be perfect with this. I can't miss a day here. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's just about having fun with it. Like it's baseball. Everyone, everyone's going to grow up and have fun. I just remember like playing with teammates when I was in high school and like, we just had a lot of fun and hung out and laughed in the dugout. Like it's, it's, it's just a good time. And, you know, you got to kind of remember that as you get older. Um, but also, you know, putting in the hard work daily, you're going to have to do it. No one else is going to do it for you. So mm-hmm. just kind of the healthy balance between, you know, putting in the hard work and having fun with everyone. And, you know, when you're having fun, it's it's a lot easier to put in, like, harder work. Mm. Well, you certainly be, it looks like you've been having a lot of fun, especially when, when you get picking up the wins and the strikeouts, for sure. Uh, Cohen, it's the final question that we ask everyone here on the show. And I think I asked, again, I think I asked you this before, but I want to know how the answer has changed. What does the game of baseball mean to you? It's everything. I'm pretty sure I said the same thing <laughs> three years ago. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's been my life, man, since I, was, since I was five, playing with my parents in the backyard and my sister and all my friends growing up through Cal South, Babe Ruth, you know, all the way to Big Bend, uh, Lindsay. It's been everything. I mean, I found my girlfriend here. It's, yeah, it's it's literally been everything. So I'm really, really happy I found it. And there's nothing I'd ever really changed. So. Well, we're really happy to have been able to catch up with you again, Cohen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Again, congratulations on all the success you've had at this point. Continued success this season and beyond as you look beyond Lindsey Wilson and head towards London and hopefully a little bit further before all is said and done. Cohen, really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Next up is Fort McMurray's Justin Breen, who's had an interesting path in baseball through the Fort McMurray minor baseball system and then moving on to Dogs Academy. He went to Bossier Parish Community College and spent last year with the NCAA Division I Arkansas Tech before deciding to transfer to Southwestern Oklahoma State. He's hitting 212 this season with two homers and 11 RBI in 13 games. Justin, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Good to be here. Take us back to February 9th against Adam State. Two home runs in the opener of a doubleheader. How often have you had a two-dinger day? I can only remember twice. One my sophomore year at my junior college, and then this one against Adam State. Um, I was coming off a weekend where I had hit the ball hard, but nothing was falling. Had a lot of good at-bats. And then 
had really good BP that day. I had just texted my dad saying that this is probably the best BP I've had in years. First pitch, hanging curveball, I had hit it over the scoreboard. That had to have felt pretty good. Yeah, it was my first one here at Southwestern Oklahoma State. So obviously so. you're seeing the ball well. You got the two homers. Yes, also had two walks on that in that particular game. What was it? Whether it was batting practice, was there something to it? Like, was it just the good day, or was there there's something that you kind of picked up on as as the day went on and as the seasons kind of progressed? I mean, it's it's only been a couple of weeks, but still having that that chance to soak that in and go, okay, let's try to recreate that almost. Yeah, and like I said, the weekend before, I had seen it really well. I just couldn't get anything to fall, and then it was after. Probably after my second at bat, I like looked at one of my teammates and I was like, man, I'm really locked in right now. Like I can, I'm seeing everything. Very cool. So, I mean, it's still early on in the season. Like I said, how are you feeling about your start and what kinds of things do you want to keep working on as the season progresses? Just, I want to keep using all of the field and not get too home run happy. It is easy to get into that after having a day where you hit two home runs, but pretty much you just want to keep it rolling. Um, we have a good squad, so it's building off of that for sure. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, new school as well. You transferred over from Arkansas Tech. What was it about Southwestern that made you feel like that was going to be a really good fit for you? Uh, Coach Saunders. I mean, we had talked a lot before the year before, and pretty much when he had called me the second time around, he was like, you're going to come in here, and he's just going to let me be me. And that was like my exit meeting in the fall. He's like, you come back, you do your thing. Like, we're going to catch you loose. This is your year. Like, go and show us what you can do. Which is kind of like the first time I've had a coach like, let me go out there and be me. When you say being me, what does that entail? Like, what do you see yourself as? What kind of player and what kind of style do you bring to the ballpark? Uh, Definitely a power bat. But I can do a lot with my glove, too, at first base. And I kick right over that. Expanding on that, do you have any expectations of yourself heading into this spring at all, whether it be you know specific stats or maybe it's just things you want to accomplish or build upon to make yourself a better player by, by year's end? Uh, definitely keeping the walks numbers going up and power bats and my power at bats. Like getting myself into good, good counts and getting my swing off when I can. What is it about your swing in your eyes that that sets you apart? I suppose. What kinds of things do you you know, do? You mess with things at all? Do you kind of pe- uh, peck away at things? Had talk us through sort of that refinement piece and what you try to do to to make sure that you're you're on top of the game all the time. Uh, driving it to all parts of the field for sure. Um, looking for certain pitches and certain counts. And for tweaking my swing throughout the year, it's not major. Minor changes here and there, but as of right now, I'm just kind of keeping it from what it's been since the beginning of the spring. You mentioned the team a little bit here. Obviously, the the end goal is to uh, to win a championship here. What do you Definitely. see as the potential with this team? And what are you seeing in the early going that you're liking? And what are you seeing that maybe you need to work on as a team to uh, to get to that final goal? Uh, right now, I think we're just waiting on a couple pieces to continue to click. But we have an old team for sure. A bunch of guys with experience, same end goal. So it's about getting everybody onto the same page as early as we can, heading into our first week of conference. And yeah, like I said, we're an old team, lots of experience. 
So I think that plays a part in the success that we're going to have come to us. Fantastic stuff. Let's go back in time a little bit here and talk about your origin story out of Fort McMurray. First off, how did you get into the game of baseball in the first place? Oh, I think growing up in Fort McMurray, a lot of people play hockey and baseball. And so I've grown up playing hockey, baseball. My dad coached both sports and I loved both of them. And I think after my first knee surgery, that's kind of when it was like, all right, you need to pick one. And baseball was, that was my favorite. My dad's always throwing me batting practice, always been willing to go out and hit me ground balls. So it was, baseball was the one that I loved more. What was it about the game that you loved right from the get? Um, I don't know. It's just something about the people you meet along the way. I mean, it's, I've always, I, I have played with the same group when I was growing up. It was always like one year I was the youngest guy on the team and then the oldest. And it was, it's just something about being at the yard every single day that I've always loved and the extra work and nothing beats a good day of batting practice. Mm -hmm. Did you have a favorite player or team growing up? Well, I'm a Blue Jays fan, still to this day, as disappointing as it's been. <laughs> well, who was your favorite player? Um, I would have to say Jose Batista for sure. I mean, that home run and that bat flip is just something I'll never forget. It is too bad that he couldn't even get the five percent in the the Hall of Fame ballots to to stay on the ballot for a little bit longer, yeah. unfortunately, because. Uh, he put up some pretty good numbers, albeit it was for a short amount of time, but some iconic moments for sure. Uh, when it comes to your own career, looking back on it, obviously the benefit of 2020 hindsight here, but do you remember that moment when you realized it was more than just a fun game and it was something that you wanted to pursue? Uh, it's always been the competitiveness. And when I played Region 14 Junior College Baseball in Louisiana, that it was competitive every single day and i love it do you remember was there a moment even in fort mac for example where you said okay this is all fun and games but man oh man like maybe i've got something here like maybe i can chase this thing a little bit longer uh definitely the first year that i had made team alberta and it was like one of those things where i was the only player from fort mcmurray to do it in a very long time and it was like, I want to build off of this now and continue doing things for Fort McMurray, essentially. Speaking of Fort Mac, I mean, you look at the national championships they're hosting there. You think about how, you know, you were you were a young kid when the Giants uh, first came to town and they've got the, the great stadium up there now. And they've really built themselves quite the the not just the program, but also the reputation. What's it been like for? from your perspective, to see that community's baseball scene grow the way it has over the last couple of decades? It's awesome. And uh, I think I was a part of the first year that we had nationals there. when Because that was one of the first years that Shell Place had been built. And it's awesome to see that they're hosting it. Like every second year or these consecutive years, they have all the nice facilities for it. And some of those fields have come a long way for sure. How cool is it? from your perspective to also see that, like just be able to, to, to see the community come together. And, and it really seems like they've really captured that, that essence of we're we're the home team. Like we can really put on a, a good show for the entire country to enjoy. Cause they're doing something every single year now. And I think a lot of it comes from my dad. My dad was a big part of that. He was always like 
we can do this. Like we have the facilities for this. He was always spending these hours at the fields, getting them ready for all these tournaments and putting them together. And I appreciate it a lot more because of that. Mm -hmm. You obviously took your talent south to Dogs Academy. Looking back on it, what did Okotoks mean to you and your development, not only as a, a ball player, but also as a human being? Uh, definitely reputation. And when I at first went there, it was all about not just making me a better baseball player, but a better man. And every single day you're put through the ringer there. And I loved every minute of being at Okotoks. Very cool. You mentioned surgery and first surgery. And off air, we talked about third surgery. So tell us a little bit about your surgery journey, because this has been kind of an interesting dynamic in, in your pursuit of baseball. Uh, yeah, pretty much. When I was 14 is when I had my first one. I was playing shortstop for, for McMurray and ran back for a fly ball. My outfielder ran into me. Had my first surgery in May of... 2015 i think and then re-injured it seven months later when i was 15 so i had my first two before the age of 16 and then had my last one when i right before i turned 18 wow so and then i i did it at dogs and dogs never gave up on me always helped me continue recruiting and finally got my opportunity to play college baseball how challenging was that from a young man's perspective? And obviously, you've got the benefit of 2020 hindsight again now, but just to be, you're wanting to chase that dream and wanting to go the next step, and yet here you are sitting on the pine kind of thing with a, a brace on or sitting there with crutches waiting for that opportunity to, to get a clean bill of health kind of thing. It sucked a lot, but I think in the long run, it taught me a lot as well. Um, because now... I've learned so much from just sitting around with a lot of coaches, sitting on the sideline, not being able to do anything, that coaching is what I want to do now. That's the next step. So I've learned a lot from being on the sideline, for sure. How much of it is not taking a day on the field for granted as well, because you were sidelined for so long that you realized pretty early on that, hey, this thing can be taken away from me real fast. Yeah, definitely. And it's... Oh, I definitely don't take any of them for granted. Um, and it's about trying to take different things away from the game. Like, what did I do good here? What did I do good here? It's not so much it can be taken away from me at any time. It's how can I do the best while I'm on it now? In those moments where you're, you're whether it's struggling mentally or physically to persevere through the injury bug, who are you leaning on? Who are those people that you know really helped uh, you persevere and, and get through some of those those tough moments? Uh, definitely my dad and my family. Um, he was there the entire way. As much as he hated being in the doctor's office when they were pulling on my knee, he still showed up for me every single day. Obviously, the other piece to all that, too, is you get to know your body a little bit more, too, I suppose, because you get to know when you're feeling good, when you're not feeling good, when things aren't feeling the best and how to how to get over some of those maybe humps that uh, that you had that you've had to go through. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know my it's like I almost could do rehab on myself now. <laughs> I can only imagine. Okay, we focused on a little bit on the, the negative side of things. Looking back on the positive side of things here, when you think back on it in your young career, 
any favorite moments or memories on the diamond? Like those times where he just went, man, I can't believe I'm here right now. Uh, Canada Summer Games in Winnipeg when I was with Team Alberta and we had won bronze. At first, I wasn't even supposed to play. I was there and one day they'd made the decision that I was going to DH that game. Pretty much ran with it. Dominated the tournament, loved every minute of being there and winning bronze with that team. Is that a situation too, especially when you're facing you know the best of the best in the country? Is that one of those moments where you go, Okay, I can compete here. Like I can I can do some damage here. Yeah, I think that was definitely the first eye opener. I always had been told that I was pretty good at hitting and like but that was the first tournament where it was like, hey, like these these guys are legit. Got my DH role and ran with it. Eventually played a little bit of second base in there, which I had never done before, and played a little bit of first. Put the scouting hat on you yourself for a second here. Where do you see your potential? What do you see as the, the future and, and what you can provide on, on the ball field? I think I've been, I've played a lot of baseball under a lot of different coaches. So I think my, what I'm looking forward to is after the college baseball life where I coach junior baseball. And I think I can bring a lot of different aspects of to it as a, someone who's pretty good defensively can hit a little bit like I think I can bring both aspects of the game and help a full team essentially Mm -hmm. the whole coaching piece actually segues really well into my last couple of questions here and and it's a couple of standards that we ask of the athletes who come on let's say you head back to Fort Mac or dogs and you're able to speak to those kids who are just starting out on their baseball journeys or maybe it's your first stop as a coach what's that one piece of advice or those words of wisdom you'd give to them based off of your own experiences yeah, uh, pretty much show up every day and never take it for granted because it can be taken away from you. And the final question, it's the one we ask everyone, what does the game of baseball mean to you? Everything. I love playing this game every single day. And this is part of who I am now. Fantastic way of wrapping things up, Justin. Really appreciate the time again. Congratulations on all the success you've had at this point. Continued success uh, at Southwestern and beyond. And again, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Yes, thank you, Joe. And finally, Jason Serafin Sean has been dynamite since joining McCook Community College after hitting 329 with seven home runs and 44 RBI in 47 games last year. He's looking to be even better in 2024 and started things off with a grand slam in a high-scoring game over the weekend. We caught up with the AHP Academy product this week to talk about his baseball journey and what he's looking for in a new school as he's hoping to find a four-year program this fall. Jason, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Of course, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's talk a little bit about this past weekend in particular, and it got to be kind of nice to get that that grand salami off the plate right off the bat. Absolutely, it was uh, it was really nice. Honestly, I wasn't even thinking about hitting a home run. I was just trying to not get the coach mad at me, uh, hit a ball in the air, and it just happened to go far enough. Talk a little bit about the power game for you. Is it an unassumed kind of power in your mind, or do you know that you've got that kind of pop? Uh, yes and no, because honestly, growing up, I, I didn't hit too many home runs, but since I've come down south, it's just kind of come naturally, so um, I can't complain. What's changed for you from the time that you came from Alberta to college? Is it just the coaching? Has it been sort of a change of mindset? Maybe it's been the mechanics? What's been in your eyes? It's kind of allowed you to excel in that particular area of hitting? 
Uh, honestly, I think the biggest thing for me was being prepared with like HP being with them and, uh, they just prepared me for what the college life would be like, both on the field and off the field, how things run and how to be ready. Prepare yourself. Talk a little bit about the adjustment over to college. I mean, this is your, now your, your junior year over at McCook. Was there a bit of a, a learning curve for you going from the high school game in Alberta down south? Oh, it was definitely a change. I wouldn't say it was as big because we actually do have some pretty competitive baseball in Alberta. Like a lot of the guys uh, at, down even down at Red Deer, I play against them at Colby. So it was a bit of a change. More velo and more consistent velo, I'd say, from pitchers. And bats are obviously a little different with metal. But mm-hmm. besides that, it was it was a good step. What was key to your success in 2023? I mean, as I mentioned off air, you barely missed that that upper tier of the prestigious Alberta dugout stories all college team in 2023. What was it about your your year that really uh, impressed you and and made you go, you know what, this is this is something that I, I've I can excel at kind of thing. I think the biggest thing was honestly being surrounded by guys who were also just really good baseball players. Like, we were a good team last year. So having a guy like Murdoch on your team who hit 19 home runs from Saskatchewan and hit 400, being a leader, and then just kind of not having to be that main guy, being behind that kind of took the pressure off and being able to just do my thing, get a couple balls out of the yard, and win games. It was awesome. Mm Mm-hmm you got that kind of veteran presence and then everybody graduates and moves that way up. And now you're, you're the leader on the team or you're one of the leaders on the team. What did you learn from Ethan and others that allowed you to settle into the new role because of how quick um, the college game is? Uh, Honestly, it's not much. It's not like a big thing to do. It's more just kind of a culture that kind of gets passed on and you just have to teach the new guys that culture and everyone just kind of, follow suit knows what they have to do and go out there and play heading into 2024 did you have any expectations of yourself for things that you wanted to accomplish this year at mccook my goal uh every year i set goals for myself but this year my goal was to hit double the amount of home runs i hit last year so 14 is my goal this year hit above 330 and hopefully make it further than we did last year as a team when you talk about those numbers, what do you work on in the off season to get you there? Is is it a mindset game? Is it a physical game? Is what is it that that you think will allow you to get to that goal? It's definitely both. Uh, the physical side of things, technical, like getting help with like changing little things in my swing, my bat placements, all those kind of things. Swing harder, obviously an important part. But then mental side of it changes kind of like where you're at if you're hot or not if you're cold but i'd say keeping a steady mindset is probably the most important thing Mm -hmm. from the physical standpoint i know in talking to some guys they might even take a full month away from actually doing baseball activities and we'll just focus solely on the gym as an example did you have a set routine during the off season to get you into that peak mindset or was like all baseball activities all the time walk us through what what the winter was like for you so my winter was it was train every day so i'd say it was weight room for first baseball second so i was in an hp training every day every morning uh lifting my weights and then i get my hitting stuff done afterwards so i'd say physical first baseball second so you became really focused in on baseball obviously and you mentioned ahp so let's get into that a little bit what's that program meant to you Honestly, it's meant almost everything. I wouldn't be where I am without them. I, growing up, I was a, I was a little fat kid, so 
uh, before I, when I decided I wanted to come down and play baseball, I, I had to get in the gym and work hard. I lost 80 pounds to be able to come down here and that wouldn't have been possible without AHP and Taylor. And then even from there, helping me to get placement in a college, help get my numbers up to be able to come down here and then find a perfect spot where I can come in and play. Like I owe them a great deal. Let's go back in time a little bit. You mentioned the, the the chubby kid back in the day, but take us back to those early days in baseball. What was it about the game that maybe uh, rang true for you, and who got you into baseball in the first place? Oh, my love for baseball started when I was really young. My dad uh, played slow pitch, and uh, honestly, I fell in love with hitting. That's what it was. I loved hitting, loved everything about it, wanted to be good at it, and then... Uh, every day, honestly, I'd be hitting outside. Mom would flip me wiffle balls. I'd hit them with my plastic bat. And it was it was honestly a dream of mine just to be able to hit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a favorite team or player growing up? Uh, my grandpa is a big Red Sox fan. He got me hooked when I was younger. And obviously winning four championships in the last 20 years helps with that. <laughs> my favorite player, of course, is Big Poppy, Big Lefty, mm-hmm. David Ortiz. Absolutely. When did it change for you? Like, obviously, it was a, a passion from the get-go, and, and you love the game, but when did it turn when you went, you know what, maybe I've got something here. Like, maybe I can pursue this at a higher level. That came with uh, the choice to actually continue training and going towards the AHP Academy, being, like, part of the initial group. That's when I decided this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do everything I can to get there. Hmm, very cool. Talk a little bit about um, your favorite memories or moments on the field. Maybe it's that time where you, you had to take that step back and go, whoa, I'm actually here, or I can't believe I'm getting to be a part of this. Do you have a favorite memory or moment on the on the field? I do, uh, and it's it's not, not far ago anymore. It was my last year in uh, baseball, Alberta, when, I, uh, when we won the uh, championship uh, provincials with the Cardinals mm-hmm. in... 2021 I think it was now yeah. but that was like just surreal because I played 13 years of my life and never even been to a provincial finals and then being able to win it it was it was incredible it was a fun moment with a bunch of guys I won't forget very cool conversely we talk about the challenges around baseball and and the need to to deal with failure and that kind of stuff what are some of the bigger obstacles you've had to overcome or the things that you've looked back on and went I, I'm I'm really proud of myself for being able to overcome that Obviously, the uh, the whole being a chubbier kid. So that was that was a huge thing for me, and I love the fact that I got through that and I've gotten to where I am now. But uh, to go with that, I'd say I had arm injuries all the time as a kid, so I had to give up pitching a little bit earlier than I might have wanted to. But it ended up working out because hitting was always a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are a lot of kids, and I'm one of them who would consider himself a little on the thicker side. When you look back on it and the trials and tribulations, what kinds of things would you say to those young kids who are struggling with, whether it's the 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 body self-image or whether it's just trying to get some pounds down? What kinds of things helped you persevere? Staying committed and doing things you like while trying to lose weight. So, I mean, being in the weight room at AHB, that energy, that group of people made it fun. So I always enjoyed that. But then even on the side, when I was by myself, I'd always go golfing, play basketball. I was always just doing something. So that made it like a fun way to do it. Well, I mean, obviously there's the eating side of it too, but mm-hmm. eat things you like, find things you like and eat them. Like it's, it's not as hard as it needs to be. It's, it's once you get in a routine, everything can be done. 
for sure. Uh, a few more for you before we let you go here, Jason. Wanted sure. to get back on uh, the baseball side and your side, and, and you've, you're not uh, ashamed of heading out onto the social media sphere and, and pimping out your videos, especially as you hit home runs like you did this past weekend. Talk us through the dream school for you. Obviously, you've got that dream and aspiration of heading to the next level in college ball. Do you have that image in your head about what that school is going to look like, regardless of where it is on the map? Uh, honestly, I don't have a specific dream school, but like the things I look for in a school are first off school itself. So being able to complete my either business or chemistry degree. Secondly, I look for a competitive program where I can slot right in and have like a good time winning baseball on the field. And then thirdly, looking for like nice facilities and all that kind of stuff. So there's not like a, it doesn't have to be a division one, division two, whatever that. It just, I, I'd like to go somewhere where I'm going to compete and be able to do school at the same time. It's funny you mentioned the schooling part of it because they always talk about it's being a student athlete. It's not an athlete student. And you've got two almost polar opposite focuses here, chemistry and business. Talk about how you landed on those two uh, scholarly choices. So they actually kind of go hand in hand because growing up, I determined like actually fairly young, the thing I wanted to be in life was a pharmacist. Okay. So obviously the chemistry ties into it there, but then it's kind of hard to go to a junior college in the United States and take a pharmaceutical uh, degree. So I decided to kind of take the business route, chemistry route, see where I could go after that. Because if I wanted to go business, I could learn all about those kind of things and then be able to open my own pharmacy one day and know what I'm doing. So that's kind of the thought process behind that. Very cool. It's it's always fascinating to hear about the the academic journey side of things to go along with, obviously, the athletic side of it. From that uh, student-athlete perspective, what's key in your eyes to balancing both, being able to be uh, both a good student and also a, a prolific athlete? Uh, so my, my parents are going to like me for this one, but, uh, <laughs> it's the thing they've always used to say, it's do what you have to do before you do what you want to do. So before I get to like go hit extra or go to the weight room or even just chill out and play video games, it always has to be do my schoolwork, get it all done. And then I can go do those other things that I want to do. Very savvy advice, and I think this might actually segue really well into the last couple of questions that we always ask the the athletes. Uh, and this one goes back to, hey, you're heading back to AHP or any other school in in Alberta, and you get to talk to those young athletes who are going out on their journeys for the first, or they're they're just starting out on their baseball journeys, and you're able to impart a piece of advice or words of wisdom, the best that you've you've encountered over your years with the benefit of twenty twenty hindsight. What are those words? What is that piece of advice to get the, to allow them to see that path to getting to become the next Jason or the next big uh, college baseball player out of Alberta? I'd have to say enjoy it. <laughs> have fun with it. Because if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. And you have fun doing it, you're going to be great at it. It's the final question that we ask everyone here on the show, Jason. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Everything. <laughs> Honestly, that's the best way to put it. Best way to sum it up. Without baseball, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be uh, a college baseball player. Even talking to you, I wouldn't be uh, slimmed down. I'd still just be that chunkier kid. Um, I owe the game of baseball everything, and I want to give back to it throughout my life. 
Awesome, Jason. We'll really appreciate the time. Congratulations on all the success you've had at McCook. Continued success going forward uh, this season and beyond. And again, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you very much, Joe. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Cohen Aiken, Justin Breen, and Jason Serafin Sean for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. A tip of the cap as well to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy have been integral in helping us tell the game stories here in our province. If you'd like to join our roster of supporters at any level, be it Platinum, Gold, Silver, or Bronze, head to albertadugoutstories.com supporters to learn more about all the options we have for sponsorships. Until next time, thank you for all of your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.